episode 118, Mental Workouts to Build Mental Toughness. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, my fun friends. How's it going? What is happening in your day today? My day has been full, exciting, and kind of exhilarating just being able to get more movement back in my life. I got to run seven miles, do some strength, go to PT, and I got the green light to keep training and preparing for my my road to Kona. So that is so exciting for me. It's more exciting to know that every time I wanted to think that it wasn't possible and get so discouraged that there was enough of me that believed it was possible or a little bit of seed that I kept just festering to believe that somehow in my pain and somehow in my like complete stiffness, it would somehow come back. So that's more just like so much of the mental aspect that I learned is just working on my thinking and working on how that helped me with my physical strength. So that's super fun. Here's a big fun announcement for all of you that love to just have big, exciting things happen. And this involves you. So even for people that are just my podcast listeners, just friends that aren't even Team Elevate, we are doing a healthy self-retreat October 15th here in Colorado Springs. We are going to climb to the top of the incline. So if you go back and listen to my previous podcasts, kind of more in the beginning of my podcasts, um, I talk about the incline a lot. It's 2,768 steps within one mile, and I believe it's a 2,000 feet gain. But if you start training now, you're going to be totally fine. I've had people that have come from sea level, just started training six weeks out, totally made it up. So it's just more like committing to it and saying you're going to do it. But anyways, you can come out here and do it. We're going to do food demoing, um, food sampling on nutrient dense food. My dad, who's been a raw chef forever, is going to come out and do some with, I don't know if my sister's coming, cross my fingers if she can. And I'll be there to help out do it. And then we're going to do some coaching and teaching. It's going to be all day on Saturday. Get yourself to Colorado Springs. Bring your girlfriends, make it a girl's trip. It'll be awesome. If you're a member of Teen Elevate, it's free. But if not, it's only $49. So super, super inexpensive for like, you're going to leave feeling physically better, mentally better, nourished with all the healthy food, and you're going to walk away being elevated. So can't wait to have you. Anyways, today we're going to talk about something that has changed the most for me in my triathlon game, but it's not the physical workout that's changed the most. It's the mental workouts that I've done. And I really want to share that with you today. And I really want to dive into that. I'm going to tell you a story. It happened in 2012. So I had done a half Ironman Oceanside in 2011, right before my husband deployed. And then I did my second um, half Ironman, which again was Oceanside, um, 70.3 in 2012. I still lived in Oceanside, so it was working out really nice. I had a nine-month-old when I did my first, my, my last 
child was nine months old and my, that was my fourth child. And then when she was obviously like one year or whatever older in 2012, but I, um, we moved to Texas after that race. The reason I know that I had done Oceanside because I was wearing my Oceanside race t-shirt the day of the hike that I'm going to tell you about. And I remember I was hiking. My husband had to stay back cause he was in residency. So he had to stay in Texas. So we had driven like 17 hours to get to Telluride. We're meeting up a family reunion, sleep deprived to start with. And I had all four of my kids. My husband was back in residency and he was like, it was intense into the residency. So I hadn't seen him. So I've been taking care of the kids quite a bit. And we started doing this hike and my kids were young. So one, like under two. So she wasn't quite two. And then my son would have been five. But um, my daughter got tired and I think she fell asleep in my arm. And then my five-year-old son, who's now 15, he was tired having just a little meltdown like toddlers do. And I was trying to carry him. I was trying to carry my daughter. I was tired. It was hot. And I was just like, I could tell my mom looked at me and I could tell she knew I was starting to melt down. And she's like, which is harder, your physical workouts or your mental workouts? And I was like, oh my gosh, hands down. My mental workouts are way harder because I had at that point started doing physical workouts, trying to get myself ready for the 70.3. And I was learning how to do that. But my mental game was not learning how to do that very well. I was not really understanding how to do mental workouts. So through the years, I was blessed with lots of opportunities to have mental workouts along with my physical workouts. But my physical workouts for me seemed easier to do because I just accepted what the workout was and I would do it right for my coaches or whatever the program was I was following. So is what I want to help us see today is how do we accept the challenges of a mental workout? Just like we accept the challenges of a physical workout. Well, if you don't, if you don't accept the challenge of physical workout, then that's something on you, right? But if a coach is going to give you a workout, you just do the workout and you accept it and you go through it, you get stronger. And I was thinking about this today also when I was in PT, taking you back to present time is when my therapist, he's giving me workouts and I could tell that they were hard. I'm like, my leg was shaking and I was like, oh my gosh, my quad is shaking so bad. And then I was like, you know, I'm so glad you're giving me these because I know that this is the adaptability that I need to get stronger. And if I just go to PT and they don't do anything and there's been a few days when it just, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen any growth there and the workouts didn't quite seem as hard. And I was just kind of like, what's the point? There's not been a very many, just a few. But when I got this workout today, I was like, oh, I'm growing. My muscle's getting stronger. It's getting better. This challenge is what I need to get my muscle better, right? So I want to take that mentality of having these workouts, these physical workouts that we know is growing us. And just like my triathletes, they come to me and like they're paying me to give them workouts to get them stronger and better to get across the finish line, right? They don't pay me to give them easy workouts because you know what? They're not going to get across the finish line. So they want the hard workouts because they know that's that's going to cause the growth. They're going to have this adaptability. They're, they're going to have this capability, this competence, all the stuff that they build as they do that, right? So taking that idea in applying it to a mental workout. And my sister, which I love my sister, she sends me all these awesome ideas. And I'm like, I got to make this into a podcast. So um, I'm not a CrossFitter, but Ben um, Bergeron, I hope I'm saying his last name wrong. I know he's renowned. So 
CrossFitters, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope that was right. But she sent me a bunch of, bunch of clips that he has been talking about um, with mental workouts. And I'm like, I got to apply this work because this is like exactly what I, I do. And as I've noticed, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, like my triathlon game and my ability physically has changed because I've learned how to do these mental challenges. And I learned how to do the mental challenges in my day-to-day life. But you also have some mental challenges in your physical workout as well that can help you. But it's just this overall strength that you gain when you learn how to do physical workouts. You get this strength, this physical strength, but you get this mental strength that helps you in every area of your life. So he was saying that, you know, if he comes to the gym and he tells him to do three push-ups and something else, one other thing on the gym, and... um and he does. He only has these things, and they would be like, "Why did I even come to the gym today?" Right? And he was saying, "We want a challenge, right?" So we accept the challenge of the workout, and that's what I want us to start thinking about: is how do we accept the challenge of a mental workout? And when do we have a mental workout, right? When does this mental workout come into play? And we're going to talk about it as in a trigger or something that nudges us, right? Something that we know, like e, like we feel yuck, right? That, and we're just going to call it a trigger, but. As what he uses, and Brooke Castillo, the life coaching school who I trained under, she talks about that as well in a couple of her podcasts, and I'm going to like go back and forth with those. And Susan David, as she talks about emotional agility, they are all, all these different principles that I'm teaching about, they're all universal, but it's all the way we can accept these mental workouts, go through them, and get better and stronger. That's what we want with the physical workout. That's what we want the mental workout. So let me just help you see um, when we feel triggered, right? Whatever that is. If today I noticed it because I'm doing this podcast, right? I'm driving in traffic. I'm realizing I'm getting really close to the time I need to pick my son up from driver's ed and I have to get him to basketball. So it's like a really quick pickup to basketball to make the time, the right timing, right? And I start seeing there's construction. And in my head, I'm like, I am not going to make it there on time, <laughs> which I didn't. But I started noticing I was getting anxious. Like my heart was starting to be, re, like beat really fast. And like my stomach started getting knotted, knotted up. And I was like, kind of like moving my hands and twiddling my hands. And I was like, okay. And I literally just did this process that I'm going to teach you about. But I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm anxious right now. Or I'm feeling anxious. I'm noticing that I'm anxious. And I, I mean, I had my son's friend in the car because he was coming with us to go to basketball. So I didn't say it out loud. But in my head, I just said that. Like I'm feeling or I'm noticing that I'm anxious. And here's the thing I want you to see. As soon as we say that we're feeling anxious or I'm, I'm noticing I'm anxious or I'm noticing I'm angry, that is what we call in the life coaching school, the life coaching school being a watcher of our brain, right? We're watching our brain we're noticing it, we're being aware of it, we're being the observer. And as soon as we're the observer of it, then we can get some leverage over it and we're not completely in it. So we don't have to be as reactive. We can be responsive and that's what we want to do, right? So I say that, I notice it's happening and here's the thing, I just take in some deep breaths, right? I mean, I have been, I've been working on this for a while, so this doesn't just happen right off. I'm just going to let you know. And even if I've been working on it for a long time, it still doesn't always happen. So, um, but that's what we do. We like notice it. We observe it. We state what's happening and we accept what's happening. And just like when we have a workout that's hard, we accept that like the workout's in front of us and we don't try to change it. 
And I'm going to talk about these three steps that will happen when we first start working on this process. But let me go back to what Ben Bergeron was saying. He's saying that oftentimes what these triggers are is that we have reality and then we have what we imagine our imaginary reality is and they don't match up. Our expectations are where they don't match up and that triggers us, right? And so we, at this time, this is the thing I want to teach you about mental workouts is that this is the trigger, this is the workout, and this is our time to be like, okay, this is what I signed up for. This is going to challenge me. This is going to grow me. But we have to accept it first. We have to notice that we have to be aware that this is happening before we can get any leverage over it. Because if we don't realize our triggers are happening, we don't accept it, we react to it, right? And reacting isn't usually what we want. (laughs) That's usually why it works. Kind of nervous to take mental workouts on, right? Because if we react, like I'll start honking at people, which I don't really honk when I'm driving, back to my driving story, or I start like kind of getting more snappy, then when I get my son, I could be snappy. It just perpetuates into what we don't want, right? So since I know how to do that, I calm myself down, took some deep breaths, and I'm just like, okay, face reality. Like he could be late. I'm not going to get him on time. And I'm accepting that that's reality. My imaginary, my imagined reality was like, I'm going to get there in time. I'm going to race all the cars. I'm going to get there, be like this construction and get there. And that's when I started getting anxious. That's when this got triggered inside me. But I have to just pull back and be like, what's my reality? What, accept what's happening. Take some deep breaths. Notice what I'm feeling. And then this is the coolest thing ever is that we have the ability at this time to pause. And we get to decide how we want to react. But that doesn't always happen. And I'm going to tell you three steps that happen. And then we're going to talk about that pause a little bit more. But when we're working on this, and this this takes time, right? It doesn't just happen. And especially if you haven't done a mental workout, especially if you haven't done a physical workout for a long time, right? I wouldn't tell my clients that come to me to do a physical workout. I wouldn't just be like, oh, go do a half marathon tomorrow, right? I'll be like, we got to run one mile. We got to do a couple miles the next day. And we got to keep this up. And we only increase by like 10% every week, right? So I wouldn't have them running 13 miles for a while. So when we're working on this mental workout, we have to give ourselves grace and be like, I'm probably not going to be really good at the beginning of a mental workout, right? I'm probably not going to be really good at doing this pausing, doing this breathing, accepting it, uh, being the observer of what's happening. It's going to take a while. So is how we talk about in life coaching school is there's three steps that we do. And the first is like, it's it's interesting, but at first we're probably just going to like, at first, we're going to have to process the after the fact, right? Is that we're going to like lose our crap and I'm probably going to yell at someone driving or snap at my kids or whatever. And then we have the ability after to slow it down and see what happened. And that's usually where my clients come to me when we're working on mental workouts, right? It's like, oh my gosh, what happened here? Let's unwind it. Let's notice it so that we can be prepared for next time, right? And that ha- that can happen for a while. That's the same thing with getting a base when we're training, right? Physically training. And then we move on to we're in it. We start noticing like that we're, we're like we're triggered, we're in a mental workout, and we kind of start losing our crap. And even in the middle, we have the ability to pause. We kind of take a pause and we're like, okay, I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to take some deep breath. Even on, I was kind of getting ruffled up. I was kind of starting to yell, but just let me take a few pauses, pause in the middle. That's where we go, right? And then as we get better and stronger, right, then we get to what I said to you, where you take some deep breaths, right? You get out of it by stating what's happened. The re- you're stating the reality. You're saying what is currently happening. And then you take like a deep breath. You're like, okay, let me, let me see what are some options. Because when we take that deep breath in, 
we recognize our emotions, we recognize our thoughts, we recognize what the reality is, we get creative, but we don't have to react. And that's usually what happens when we don't like to look at our emotions, right? We don't like to look at the mental aspects because we don't like just reacting. We don't like just being angry or snapping all those things. So we're saying we don't want to have emotions, but it's not the emotions that we don't have. Unless you're dead, you're always going to have emotions, right? Or feel, I call emotions, feelings, energy, all the same. But if we pause there and then we get to decide how we want to react and like, maybe I just have to, like I did today, I explained that what I did, you know, it kept me calm enough. I, I recognized the emotion and I just took some deep breaths and I was able to move on. Right. I did a mental workout right there. Right. And that, that was my challenge for the day. So I want us to think about that. It sounds simple in theory, but when we get triggered, which is the challenge, which is our workout, our mental workout, this is how that we have the ability to grow is, is noticing that it's there. First of all, right? We notice that it's there and that's just so much good work right there. Noticing that we're triggered and then we move on and like we take these different steps, we get stronger mentally and we're able to face life, not by hiding our emotions and not by thinking we have to think something different, but just by being aware. And this is what I'm going to talk when I bring in Susan David. She talks about emotional agility and keeping with the same thing of, you know, physical workouts versus mental workouts. You know, if we're agile on the court, if we're agile, when we're doing things, especially as like being a soccer coach, if my, my girls are agile, they can move, they can, they can adjust, they can pivot all the different things. If they're rigid, then they can't really do, they just have to react. They don't have very much leverage, right? It's just like very rigid and it's just like, like one motion go, right? So when we are agile, we have the ability to pause. Even if we're after the fact, we're like, okay, I was pretty rigid through that one this time. I want to get a little more flexible. I want to get a little more agile. I want to get a little quicker. That's how we start getting better at it. And that's what Susan David talks about is that we've lost that ability. We oftentimes think that we either don't know how to do mental workouts. We push them away. You know, we hide our emotions because we're afraid of reacting But once we can just notice that they're there, we can tap into what we value. We can notice emotions as data. I love that she says it. Emotions can be data, but they don't have to be directives. Meaning that we had noticed that they're there. We state that they're there. We pause and then we get to decide how we want to react, right? Or how we want to respond. Because if we don't pause... Then we're using our emotions as directives. They are directing our way. And we want to be the one controlling what our emotions do and not let them control us. When we push it and shove it away and all those things, we think that we're controlling our emotions. But hear me out on this one. They will control us because they will pop out when we're unexpected. They'll come at unexpected times and they always manifest at some point. So we think we're hiding them, but we can't always hide them. So I really want you to think about this. Just think about the opportunities you have for mental workouts in your day-to-day life. Just like you have opportunities for physical workouts in your day-to-day life. It's like, okay, I want a challenge. And we want a challenge, I do for sure physically, because I know it's going to get me stronger. It's going to make me a better athlete, especially where I'm at right now. Like I need these strengthening workouts because I've lost a lot of my physical strength. But if we look at a mental workout the same way, it's like, this is only helping me grow and become And all the feelings are fine. Like we don't need to say any feelings are bad or good. In a mental workout, we just accept what reality is, realizing that we have 
an imagined reality and realize that's what causes our triggers. And then we have to accept what the reality is. Like I said, the cars were here. There was construction. I was going to be late. Realize what was happening. I would name you my emotion. And then we just have the ability to pause. And then like Susan David talks about, we can be emotionally agile. We have the ability to decide what actions we want to take because that pause slows us down. It it, it's like that fight or flight that's running all over the place. All that crazy emotion when we're anger, it's like a bubble out of us. We can be like, we're going to process this a little bit later because it's still probably there. But I have the ability to just pause it for a minute. And then I choose my actions that are closest to my value. Like I said earlier, when we're in the position and we can pull back, we can step one level back and we can be the observer. Observer, That is when we can say what we're feeling. We can state reality, realize we don't need to change reality just because we have an imagined reality, right? We pause, then we can get some leverage. And when we can pull back, we be the observer, the observer then we are out of it, meaning that we don't have to react, we can respond. And that's the strong place to be. Because then we realize that we can have all the emotion, right? That we can have emotions, we don't have to resist them, we don't hide from them. We just have to recognize them, we recognize what the reality is, accept it, realize what a trigger was, and then describe how we feel where like I told you like feel it in your heart feel it in your stomach feel like the fluttering like the nervousness in your like fingers like I was saying when I was on holding onto the steering wheel notice all those things and then you realize you're not being controlled by them but you're in control and that's when you get to take the pause and my coach Brooke Castillo she said um the more emotional skills you have the more she has witnessed, you know, you, how you, the ability to feel, the more self-confidence she has. The more that I win when you aren't afraid of feeling emotions, you eliminate all the fear from your life. Feeling your emotions on purpose and not reacting to them is the stronger stance. You set the biggest goals you can imagine because you aren't afraid of emotions. So that's what I want to help you see that when we want to get mentally tough, It requires us to do these mental workouts so that we are in the strongest place that when we learn to feel our emotions, when we learn to state reality like it is, when we learn to see what's happening, and then we have the emotional agility to take that pause, we are in a stronger stance than we would otherwise. And we can set the biggest goals because we can realize we can feel all the things and the best place is when we open up, we realize it and we can learn not to just react to it, that we can respond closest to our values. The sky's the limits, right? So I want to help you do that. And I want you to try this out. Remember, here's the three things I said. At the very first, right, it's going to be a little tricky. You process it after the fact when we're doing these mental workouts, right? When we have a trigger, something happens, we probably can't pull away and see what's happening. We're like, realize after the fact, right? So we we process it after the fact. The second one is in the middle. We could be happening and maybe there's a pause in the middle. We start seeing it and we can get a little emotional agility in there as we pause, maybe somewhere in it. Maybe it's closer to the end, but we're working on it right and the last one is we prevent it right at the end we realize okay I can do this I can actually see reality see my imagined reality (laughs) describe what I'm feeling all the thing that's going on inside me and then I have authority over it right now I'm in control now I get to decide how to respond I can't wait for you to try this out
can't wait for you to see how it goes, is awesome work to do. We do this alongside of the physical workouts. And we it will, you, it will blow your own mind what happens because you can even do this with your workouts, right? The mental workouts that trigger when you have to do a workout or the middle of a workout, it's all encompassing and they work together to bring you mental toughness, to bring you physical strength and overall to make you the person you want to be. I'll be back next week. Talk to you later. Bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.